I think your internet connection is pretty bad right there. Keeps yeah, it probably talking. is. In the same spot I was last time. But huh. I oh, I forgot to. <laughs> forgot to cut it open. I started Peaky Blenders. Oh yeah, what do you think? I'm uh, I'm halfway through the second season. I think I'm on episode five or six or something. Um, I really liked the first season. I was definitely, I, I was definitely in the first season. I liked it a lot more than I was. I was addicted to the first season. Uh, I really like the way they film it. Mm-hmm. The music, and the acting. I think those things are really enjoyable and it has a lot of really cool aesthetics with the yeah. characters, like when the brothers are fighting or when they're walking <laughs> together. I really like, I enjoy those scenes a lot. Those are super cool. Uh, and I, uh, I actually like the relationship between Thomas and Grace. I, I liked, it's far and few in between and I enjoy like a romance, but I, I actually liked First of all, I thought they both did a great job, and I, I, I liked the way they built their relationship. I think it had a lot of really good nuances. Um, I just wish they would have drawn it out. It felt like they, yeah, it felt like they, they pulled it together way too fast, which was disappointing because I was enjoying seeing them connect. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I, I wasn't as much of a fan the way they ended it, even though I want obviously like I wanted them to be together. Eventually, I just wish they would have drawn it out more because I think there's a lot more character-wise that they could have explored. Um, they could have pulled on. Um, so those are kind of my thoughts about the the first season. I, I really like the scene at the when he takes her in the red dress to the horse races. I like that whole like the writing has really good moments. Mm-hmm. And I like seeing I like seeing him strategize and like kind of use her to bait Billy and then does his business with the accountant. Then he feels bad about it and he goes back and saves her. So like I like that whole scene, which kind of really showed like his strategy and his intelligence and how he operates, but then also a bad guy. So I, I really like that scene a lot. Uh, I wish that uh, what Major Campbell I I feel I wish that I don't like that they brought him back in the second season I wish they would have introduced a new character yeah Um, I I think he should have just been dead Um, yeah but yeah it's kind of fallen off for me in the second season honestly Um, it's not as interesting Uh, I, I wish that the 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 plot lines feel very linear to me. I wish that there was more going on and I wish he was having to address more problems at once. It feels like he's just doing it one at a time. So it's not as, it's not as, uh, as interesting. So I wish there was more going on in that regard. Uh, you know, like in last kingdom, there's like a bunch of different players. There's so much going on all at one time. So I wish it was more like that. Yeah. And I feel like the writers gave us the character's background, 
but they're not developing the characters. So like we, I understand who they are and why they are, but now I want to see them grow. And I don't know if I'm going to get that. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like they're going anywhere right now. Um, I kind of see it in Arthur's character in terms of a decline, obviously. And I appreciate that they show the effect that their crime has on just innocent people. So I appreciated mm-hmm. that they show that. Um, but, um, but right now, I think I just got done with episode four or whatever, the episode where he sleeps with the, the horse train. Just, mm-hmm. I don't understand like how that has any, like, frankly, I'm getting tired of all the sex scenes and I feel like it's not having to do lines or characters very, I feel like it's just being gratuitous for gratuitous's sake like i don't understand why he's sleeping with his clerk and then sleeping with her like but he's also in love with grace you know so that sort of thing kind of bothers me yeah um well before i respond i suppose (laughs) welcome to episode two of the podcast um i'm smoking a uh laranja laranja um this is like a brian's box uh, subscription pick from uh, Provada Cigar Club, and I uh, so this is for my first time. It's tasty, very peppery, um, but some like nice thick leathery undertones. Um, and then I'm drinking uh, Woodford Double Double Oak. What about you, Uber? I don't know if I'm going to say the name right, but um, it's Capos the Bern- Berno. I think B U R N O T. I'm assuming you don't say the T, but uh, it's it's one of the Provada box ones. And the notes are leather uh, and barnyard and Tootsie Roll. So, and then I am drinking uh, Belvini. Nice. Um, and then just in because I can't remember if we covered it last time, but I sit here on my balcony, and so it's likely one will hear traffic. <laughs> and sirens, etc., from time to time, as I apologize for, but it's the way the road. Um, and then Revere's internet in his yard isn't always super strong, so you have to bear with the uh, technology situation uh, for the time being. <laughs> um, but back to Peaky. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, season one and season five were probably my favorite. I think what you were saying about the linear storytelling and him solving one problem at a time sort of thing is what I was referencing when I said at one point when we said in the past that the writers do, they do like individual scenes really well, like walking through the flames or like hanging out, you know, matching up against Billy Kimba and stuff like that. Like that's all great, Um, but they don't do any like, they don't show you how the empire is being built so like, instead of showing Tommy having conversations and figuring stuff out and talking with so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so, they skip all the buildup and they always go straight to the end scene. He's like, well, actually, I've heard that X, Y, and Z. And he's got all this information, but he's not even getting the information, doesn't show how the network works or anything like that. And so it kind of leaves this like, it leaves it a little bit hollow, um, in my opinion. And I think that's kind of related to what you were talking about. And then I 
I, yeah, I think one of the things with the show is it definitely balances on the like dark side of things. Um, similar to like Mad Men, though I thought Mad Men was, I, I did not like Mad Men at all. Um, and I don't think it's worth watching. Um, and I think that the, the, the darkness is like only counterbalanced by Tommy's struggle and like relative to worth watching in my opinion is counter counterbalanced by Tommy's struggle being a very human struggle, kind of like reading Dostoevsky's Ross Kalnikoff to a certain extent um, or about Ross Kalnikoff and um, punishment. Um, and then, um, and then also like, I like the empire building elements of it. I think that's, that's cool. And I enjoy that a lot. Uh, again, I wish they showed more, which is why I like, I would rate it like uh, six or so, 6.5 maybe, um, probably 6.5, I guess. Um, and I'm looking forward to the sixth season, but, and then actually I found that, um, uh, what's his face? Um, the second oldest brother, uh, or the oldest brother, um, Arthur, Arthur. Um, I actually, in season five, his season really, or his character really bothered me because he way overplayed it and way overacted, um, his scenes. And so, I was mm -hmm. like, so that was a little bit disappointing. Um, and his character is, in my opinion, one of the most annoying characters. Um, Polly is my least favorite character. She's my least favorite character. He's my he's the most annoying character <laughs> because his character arc goes like this the entire time. Um, yeah. But Polly, yeah, this... I like Polly's interactions with the family. I just don't like the interactions and the scenes with her on her own. Like I don't really care about her random interests and whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. My problem with her isn't that she's not an annoying character. She just is irrelevant. If you took all of the scenes out with her thus far, you would have missed nothing in the story. So like she doesn't That's add true, because she doesn't really she move doesn't add anything Tommy around a lot. She's, yeah. Well, and even she's the, got the others to back Tommy, I guess. Well, even though they probably would have anyway. Sort of, even the problems that she tells Tommy, you know, there have been I don't know how many instances, but she tells Thomas, she's like, oh, I can solve this. And then she goes and doesn't. Right. <laughs> she she just doesn't do it or whatever. So yeah. I, I just like her character is completely irrelevant. Besides the fact that she's connected with Michael, who. So far in the second season, he's the only reason that I think it's somewhat that I would hold on right now. It's like, I, you know, there's part of me obviously wants to find out where it's going to go. Um, but the other part of me is like, I, you know, am I just going to, you know, watch Arthur do cocaine and <laughs> sleep with whores for. Yeah. Michael's character is the only one right now that I actually I enjoy his interactions with Thomas. And, uh, you know, I like seeing what Thomas sees in Michael and yeah, that's the, that's the only interesting relationship right now, but there, there aren't a really, there aren't really a lot of interesting or dynamic relationships. The first season was obviously really just him and Grace. And there's, there's, they touch on it at moments with the brothers, but it's kind of just glossed over after a scene or two, they don't really get in, in depth. It's just kind of assumed that because they're Shelby's and they're related or whatever, you know, and they kind of try, I think, with Arthur and Thomas, they kind of try to have that sort of, uh, but it's not enough for me. Yeah. Grace is a badass, though. I like Grace a lot. <laughs> yeah, I do, too. She's cool. 
I just, Ugh. I really don't want there to be any infidelity though, because I know she's married now. So that's going to piss me off if there is yeah. later on in the seasons. So I don't, I, if that happens, I don't know if I'll keep watching it because I'm already <laughs> kind of annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. Do you like Tom? Do you like Alfie Solomons? Yeah. He's cool. <laughs> he's like a total horrible person, but his character oh, yeah. is cool and interesting. <laughs> And it's fun that it's Tom Hardy. Yeah, I was really, I, he was the most excited that I was, I, I got to him and I was like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I love Tom Hardy. I think he could have played Thomas Shelby too. I think they could have cast, totally could have cast Tom Hardy. That would have been really cool too. I, I love Killian Murphy and I think he's perfect but for the role, but I, they also could have cast Tom Hardy as. Yeah. Yep. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens with it. <laughs> How's work? Good. Yep. Have you uh, had any real estate tours? No. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I was thinking about buying uh, mom and dad's mobile home from them and putting it on a piece of land. But, I thought about that too. Uh, it's going to be, it, I, I've called, talked to a couple lenders and there's no one in Oregon that handles that sort of loan. Like it's a very complicated loan to get because <laughs> you have to get a construction loan. You have to buy some sort of engineering certificate to certify the, the moving of it. Then you have to get the foundation built for it. So it's, it would be financially feasible if it weren't so complicated to do so I, I don't know right now i'm thinking it might just be nice to just wait i don't know wait and keep saving down i mean i don't necessarily think they are but i mean by next year i'll have you know in another 12 months i'll uh, hopefully i'll be making more money and i'll obviously have more saved up so perhaps yeah. i'll be able to afford something it's worth having. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And I think a lot of, so like the last few days, well, it's just in general, but specifically like, I think it was yesterday or the day before, like the stock market's just been getting murdered. Um, mm -hmm. And I always assume that that's started by the big boys pulling their money out, taking their profits, and then that starts to drive the you know the you know the the, the, the market down, um, and then I start to wonder like, well, what are those big boys going to do with their money? Because they're going to redeploy it somewhere, right? Um, and you know, I assume a substantive amount of it will go into real estate and things like that. Um, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, the problem is no one's investing right now. Everyone's holding on to their money because they don't know what's hap what's going to happen with yeah. things like real estate. So well, I'm saying that's being... true of the of like the, you know, the normies, <laughs> the common people like us. But I'm saying like those big boy investors, you know, investment groups and they're, they're not going to sit on their money. They're going to deploy it um, because they can do a 10, 15, 20 year horizon on it. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, 
I saw today that there's, or I think it was today, um, but apparently there's like a big um, baby formula shortage everywhere, which yeah, I don't know how that happens. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they're it's trying like, to get the FDA involved because it's actually a super. That's a serious problem that's been going on for a while, but it's kind of been ignored. Yeah. On the federal level until now. Okay. But yeah, it's a a pretty large scale shortage yeah yeah that's what it seemed like you know it seems like a weird thing to have a shortage of (laughs) yeah and it's not the sort of thing where you can just go make your own or breastfeed or something like that it's most people think that but it's not like that at all i mean you gotta have a specific formula lots of kids have lots of babies have like dietary needs or whatever yeah et cetera et cetera (laughs) i did see a funny comment (laughs) Like every once in a while, like on a politically charged, uh, you know, post about things like that, I'll go look at the comments just for fun. <laughs> it was kind of one funny one. And his dude was like, uh, well, at least men can uh, breastfeed now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> there is a property out in... Well, it's 10 acres and it's got, we actually looked at it and the price has come down like 175 or something. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's, it's, it's 10 acres and it's got a solar powered cabin on it. It's kind of like a menu, like the size of a manufactured home. I think it's, I I can't remember exactly the details, but like a small solar Like 1500 square feet or something. Something like that. But it's got a nice interior. It's secluded. That looked kind of interesting to me. It's only three seventy-five. Uh, it's not expensive. I get the ten acres. The only issue is it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, um, and I they didn't have any information on utilities or anything like that. How far so out is terms, it from wherever? What's the nearest town? Well, it's well, it's like thirty minutes from where I am, and it's just out eastern, uh, east direction. So you just take the highway and you go to Burns or whatever. It's often like the the desert on the the right side of the highway gotcha. just kind of so it, it's got nice views i think but it's in the it middle of nowhere there. yeah there's nothing really out there so i don't know in terms of like an investment because i could probably build tiny homes on like i could easily build on it but i don't know what sort of traffic i could get out there because most people that are fluctuating yeah. into the market aren't really well, at least it's closest to the airport versus Bend, if it was on the far side of Bend. Well, Bend has a municipal airport that doesn't have an actual... Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, people coming to stay there for Airbnb. The problem is all the stuff that people would want to do is towards Bend. Yeah, it's in the wrong direction. And there's no... It's solar-powered, but I have no idea. I don't... And it, there's, like, a cistern tank on it, so the utilities didn't seem like they'd be... I don't know. They didn't have any information on the utilities. Yeah. And things like the internet probably aren't a thing. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I keep, I see nice homes uh, sometimes, but that are in my price range, but they're 55 plus. So it's really, yeah, it's I know. So to see those. <laughs> yep. Just get dad to buy it. 
I was thinking maybe I should just you get your new job, move down to Texas, and then in a year we can just invest in a million, one point five million dollar property together <laughs> at a home, and it'll be a ten k a month property or something like that. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm down with that. <laughs> we'll see what happens. A basic idea right now is move down for a year and rent, buy a place in the DFW area that's like an actual home, and then a year or two out from that, buy 10, 20 plus acres, um, like way out wherever, two, three hours away, where I can basically set up a farm and hogs and you know wild game and stuff, just go out there and collect my meat <laughs> and come home. So we'll see, um, but but I got to get the job first. So you know, first things first. Has there been progress? Well, did I did I tell you what happened with the the healthcare company? The five minute call that they didn't call you. <laughs> yeah, I sent a follow up email yesterday, and I still haven't heard back. So like I don't know what the heck happened or what's going on. I assume that's very bad news. <laughs> um, but um, so yeah, that's the only like active full time conversation that I've been having. Um, I found a bunch of jobs to apply to that I'll over the weekend that I'll um, work on uh, this week. See what happens with those. Um, and then tomorrow I have a follow-up conversation with a guy. So basically he owns three or four different businesses. I'm not going to get into specifics, but basically he owns three or four different businesses um, that like are all part of the same industry in different locations. And he's got a line on another one in Lexington, Kentucky but he doesn't have the time to stand it up and get it going. So he's basically offering a 50-50 profit split and a 51-49% equity split for someone to come help him just do it because he doesn't have the time. So in all likelihood, that's going to move forward. And basically, I would just have to go out there a few times, get things stood up. We would hire people to run the location. And then um, I would just have to manage invoicing and some things like that. So basically, for a few hours a week, um, the first year I could probably make 10, 15 K. And then the second year I could probably make two to three times that. And then by the third year, which is like when things should be up and running, I could make like up to probably less than this, but up to 80 K for a few hours of work a month, um, keeping the wheels in the wagon. So <laughs> that'd be nice in three years. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> um, but you know, three years is a long way away. But anyway, at least a cool opportunity. And I think he's interested in moving forward. And I'm definitely going to pull the trigger because it's like, might as well do something, um, especially something that has that kind of payoff. And it'd be like good yeah, way to totally. learn some new skill sets and, you know, push myself a little bit. And then um, I'm moving forward with partnering with a guy named Chandler. Um, and we're building a lead generation business um, for industrial institutional commercial real estate vendors national vendors um basically doing cold email outreach and a bunch of stuff like that and i've got a conversation with a potential customer 
though it'll probably just be something for free and or consulting just because like they're connected and it'd be worth the connection uh, on Friday. And he and I met today for an hour and a half to go through like the product MVP timeline, like just kind of like map everything out. So now I got to structure it out, lay it out real well. Um, and then he's going to start dropping business cards in the next day or two, I think. Um, and we'll see like kind of what comes of that. That could be a potentially pretty serious business um, within six months to a year, I think. Um, so, so yeah. And then I've got a couple other conversations, which is like, you know, they're not ready yet. It's not big enough yet. Blah, 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 blah. Which is like, doesn't matter too much because it's not going to move the needle anything or anything, but it's at least nice to have those conversations. And then I tell you about my conversation with a guy down in Texas. I don't think so. So I reached out to this guy on Twitter who actually Chandler recommended them that, that I check out their company, but I reached out to this guy and uh, he actually was pretty cool. We were supposed to only talk for like 30 minutes, but we talked for an hour and had a great time. And at the end he actually was like, Hey, I'd be happy to host you if you want to come down here sometime. And I was like, yeah, he's like, well, I got a five month old baby. So I got to talk to my wife first. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, basically he does, with you. Yeah, he does uh, brokerage stuff and whatnot, um, business buying and selling brokerage. And so he's like, we might have some stuff that might come up that could be potentially useful. And we're certainly connected. So I'll keep an eye out and stuff like that. So we'll see what, if you know something comes out of that That'd be interaction. Cool. But, but yeah, nice. then there's another guy who said he was interested in some stuff too. But again, <laughs> a lot of interesting, interested people. It's better than firing out LinkedIn uh, applications and just getting automatic rejections. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. Still, that's cool. It's not nothing. Nah, not yet. I was re-looking at the uh, budget for moving down to Texas just to see if I was just going to pull the trigger and do it. But it's like, it just doesn't make sense to spend the money. Because um, it's about, you know what sort of... it, it'd be about $4,500, $4,600 just to like get set up between first month rental plus the deposit fee plus the cost of moving my stuff. And so it's just like, that's money down the drain that I might need in, you know, June and August, uh, July, et cetera, in case I don't have a job, you know, lined up by then. So what are you, what are you looking at renting? Um, just like a, you can rent like a small ho a house down there for like 1500 bucks. So that's what I've been looking at. And if it's close enough to Denton, it's possible. Um, one of my friends will, uh, rent a room or whatever, which would be kind of cool. Um, but that's still less than I pay now for, the, you know, the mortgage and HOA fee on this place. I can also buy a house still. That's true too. I don't know what you're waiting for. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to get a job. <laughs> Me too. Um, but I actually, um, one of the things I was thinking about this weekend, I was talking, mom was here, as you know, and um, so I was getting to hang out with her a bit. And one of the things we were talking about was this move to Texas and whatnot. And I, you know, one of the framework 
that I found to be true in my life. I don't think it's true in everyone's life. But every time, like, I really want to move to Texas, right? Like, I'm, I'm so close to just being like, screw it. I'm throwing my stuff in the truck and I'm going. But every single time I have made a decision in that vein, it's always been the wrong decision. It's always been a bad idea or turned out not to be a good outcome or a great outcome. Case in point, which is, you know, probably the most funny, right? But it's like, I was like, you know what? I want a freaking dog. I'm going to go get a dog. I was living in like a 400 square foot apartment, 500 square foot apartment. I was like, I don't care. So I went, I found a dog. I got him. I brought him home. And like, as soon as I got him home, I was like, what the heck am I doing? You know, he's like barely house trained. I'm out at two in the morning trying to get him to go to the bathroom. He gets, he's like off leash for a second. He starts to run away. I'm like trying to go get him. I was like, <laughs> and like the next day I connected with, uh, with uh, somebody who had already been interested in him and, um, and like gave him to a really great family with a handicapped kid. Actually, they wanted a dog for the kid and he was like really sweet. Um, but I was, you know, that's a case in point where I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. So anyway, it's like, I think even though it's less fun emotionally and you feel like you're not living according to your heart a little bit, which can be difficult. Um, at least in my case, in my life, I found it's better to make the measured decision and allow things to pan out. And then the move to Texas, for instance, will happen, you know, in, in, in good time. Um, and I'm sure it'll be a better situation and, you know, development than if I had just, you know, ripped and roared off, you know, this week or something. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good point. I definitely agree. Listen to any good uh, podcast this week? No, not this week. Or, I mean, I listen to news podcasts, but... <laughs> Those are never good. <laughs> and uh, I just started uh, Chuck Missler's series on Romans because I'm going through that with Brandon, so... Nice. Yeah. It's nice. It's been good. That is cool. Did, did you check out the Not Investment Advice podcast? I don't think so. Yeah, I didn't listen to too many just because I was so, you know, out of it, but I got through a few things. Um, oh, uh, you know, Roe Bilt, right? Um, yeah. So he uh, he's, he's uh, developing a property an Airbnb property with Shelby Church in uh, Joshua Tree. With Shelby Church? Yeah, I've mentioned her in the past. She's a female named Shelby. Well, I guess Shelby can be male. Um, but anyway, female, she, uh, uh, female YouTuber. She's the one on the YouTube, the one that I was over there and we were watching some of her videos. I don't remember. Probably. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, um, she's cool. That's I like cool. her a lot. Um, I like how she operates a lot. So anyway, yeah, I'm excited because like she's got a vlog channel, so I'll get to see like all the behind the scenes and everything and stuff. So I'm yeah, excited. it must be the one I'm thinking of. That's cool. Yeah, she was out there with her uh, boyfriend, like getting shots of the property and stuff because she does main channel videos and whatnot for it. And mm-hmm. uh, it was funny. They were like standing there, and all of a sudden that coyote like trotted along, and she like freaked out and started heading <laughs> to the car. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, what is that?" <laughs> Oh, like, the coyote does not care about you at all. He's, if anything, he's scared. <laughs> but it was funny. 
that is my yeah that'll be uh that'll be nice to kind of follow along there um yeah he's also buying a 3.4 million dollar property with david green from i think that's who it is from the bigger pockets podcast yeah i think it's 3.4 3.5 right in there and that's down in uh, arizona mm-hmm. yep it's uh it's interesting he did a dude he did a he put out a video today or yesterday sometime last couple days and it was talking about um texas versus california and like there were so many positives about texas there were a few things for california like the weather but i was like dude shut up about texas <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> because he's uh he's down in houston i thought he was in tennessee but i guess he was in california and then he moved back to houston so he was just spending time in tennessee for his airbnb property out there i think oh yeah probably are you coming down for hawkins birthday mom mentioned you might be down here with morgan maybe in oregon or with morgan in oregon with morgan (laughs) uh i know nothing about morgan um i I'm planning on doing it, assuming no, you know, unknown circumstances or, you know, unforeseen circumstances. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'll plan on it. I don't have a date yet. Um, so I don't know if that's been locked down, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be available as, as far as I know. Okay, cool. Yeah. Mom yeah, asked me even... for ideas of what we should do, so. Ah, we should go camping. Yeah. No Xbox. <laughs> I um. Did you sign up for his Twitch? We should plug his Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> I fo- I followed him. I don't know about signing up, but yeah, yeah. Well, once he gets going, I'll totally, you know, subscribe. Yeah, me too. Test the model. <laughs> But he said he was going to get into video editing and stuff like that. So it'll be cool uh, cool to see. Good skill set. Yep. I thought about saying, hey, you want to edit the podcast? But uh, I think we'll uh, rock and roll with, A, I don't think he'd be super interested in it. B, uh, I'm a fan of working with Anna. So <laughs> yeah, it might be Anna. She's down in Brazil. But Anyway, I'm a fan. And I need to send her some work because I haven't been super consistent with my podcast. So, and I owe her some work. So <laughs> she's so nice. She was like, you didn't ask me to do very much this month. So I took the number of podcasts and divided the money or whatever and only charged me for what she did. I was like, you're way too nice. <laughs> you could <laughs> charge me. So, yeah. Dude, I'm trying to freaking outsource the uh, production for Chosen. So that I don't have to, all I have to do is ship stuff out or pay somebody to ship stuff out. And Mm -hmm. the freaking company never got back to me. I had a great conversation, sent them the information they wanted, and then it went dead. I was like, come on. Like, what is with people going dead on me? You know, just please. (laughs) How am I supposed to move my life along if people don't get back to me? (laughs) Getting ghosted. Yeah. Like that happens enough. IRL. I don't need that in my business life. Is the weather starting to warm up over there? It's been all over the place. 
Uh, the last couple of days, it's been hailing and raining. But this weekend, it's supposed to be warm. So I don't, I don't know what it's doing. Gotcha. I saw a, uh, <clears throat> a post. I haven't watched it yet, but there apparently is a video out there from one of the um, amateur COD pros. He's been in the league before. He's just not right now talking about how the next Call of Duty, according to his sources, whoever those are, again, I haven't watched the clip, just the title was, apparently is garbage. So that's got me kind of concerned. I don't know if yeah. I can uh, survive too many more seasons of garbage. I, yeah, I've been losing my mind every time that we played and then I played after with the boys. It's just it I've, I've become homicidal slowly over time yeah <laughs> it's, uh, i'm gonna suggest we find like some sort of different game to play in the meantime we keep saying that but there aren't any other games that at least have captured my particular interest the only one i would well, be potentially we just, okay adjust, with. we just have to adjust what we enjoy where we want to play and why we want to play it because there's nothing out there that's similar to cod yeah. Really, this is a good cigar, dude. Yeah, mine's really good too. Did you smoke the um, dang it, I want to say it's like Casa Presidente or something from this month, or oh, I guess last month. not yet, anyways. I well, I haven't gotten this month's, it's only yeah, I, I, I meant I meant last month, yeah, probably not. Okay, dude, that was a good cigar, it was tasty. It was like, yeah, nice. it, it was nice. Uh, slightly uh, strong or um, tight draw, but not, I mean, it wasn't bad at all. It was just like on the firmer side. Um, How, what was the body like? It was, it was kind of a, what I say? It was like a woody cashew, at least to my palate. Was it like full body or? It was medium to full body, decent smoke output. And um, the smoke was like, it was, it was thick smoke, but not like, you know, this is thick, thick smoke. It was like medium thick smoke, but it didn't, it like left your mouth. Like it was a very clean tasting cigar. Whereas like okay. this one's, you know, this one's got a little bit of the, the wood and whatnot in it. It's kind of stick on your tongue a bit. And that one, it was just a very clean tasting cigar. Um, it was a, it was a nice. pleasure. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, it was like you gonna get the... four or five days since I'd had a cigar, and I was like, I need one. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna get the barbecue, uh, the pig? barbecue pig <laughs> LCA drop? Uh, nah, it's I mean it's already out, but um, I just like if it's there, I might pick one up. I like the idea of it. I just like I don't enjoy those short sticks. I want a Toro or. You know, like a Toro is my go-to. I don't really enjoy, uh, you know, the Robusto smaller sizes. So not that they're not tasty. Like it's just like, why would I spend money on this if I can spend a dollar or two more on a Toro and get a, you know, a decent time out of it? Do you like Lanceros? I like the taste of Lanceros a lot. And they're very fun to smoke. But they also smoke pretty quickly, usually. I love Lanceros. Yeah. They're very... Uh, it's a very sexy uh, cigar. <laughs> yes, it is. I need to get some more gray wolf, although I don't know if Pravada has 
I they're checked, probably out. But... Yeah, I have an order on the way of Pravada. I, I grabbed a bunch of or a few different things because um, I had some leftover budget from last month, and then I'll use the budget from this month to to cover it. But um, mm -hmm. but hopefully it gets here tomorrow or the next day. Because you know, starting to run a little bit low. <laughs> tomorrow and uh, the next day, I'm watching Bean for like 12 hours at a time. <laughs> um, Good so, luck. Yeah. I don't know how much work I'll get done. I think I'll pick her up. We'll go hang out at the park for a while, get her tired, bring her back. And then we're we'll talking probably... about a dog, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to treat her to a park. Um, and uh, then I'll bring her back here and like we'll probably hang out on the balcony most of the day, hopefully. I'll work on my laptop and stuff, um, and then I'll take her out a few more times. And maybe at the evening I'll go out there again, and then maybe I'll just wrestle with her to tire her out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, "Don't you want to keep her overnight?" I was like, "No, no, <laughs> <laughs> not my dog." <laughs> like I love playing with her, I love wrestling with her, and I don't mind taking care of her at all. But I don't really want to have to walk her overnight. <laughs> she can sleep in her crate. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely work. <laughs> yeah, it is fun though. Every time I'm with her, I'm like, I want a doggy so bad. Why, I know. Why, I really. Why, why are you waiting? Oh, you can't get one where you're at right now, right? No, I mean I could. I just don't want to spend. I mean, the type of dog I want is going to be super expensive, and I really am just. Well, just get it. I don't want to. Get an in-between dog and then get another one in a little bit. You can have two at once. Yeah, maybe I will. You should have taken Baron. I thought about it. I don't – I want to start with a puppy, though, so that I can yeah. put in put in all my expertise <laughs> yeah. and diligence. Make it would be a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll get an Aussie. I don't know. I haven't looked. When do you think uh, Hawken and Dad are going to get the, the new puppy? I mean, they talked about doing it right after they got rid of Baron, so I imagine yeah. soon. I know it was on the list. Maybe they'll uh, give it to him for his birthday or something, because I know it's technically going to be his dog. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Hopefully he doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> oh yeah well he doesn't i guess he kind of knows we have one i told mom in vienna well i guess mom had heard from you and Vienna's was like what are you you didn't tell me why wouldn't you tell me i'm not everybody blah blah, blah. And i was like it's a secret <laughs> like we had to get it going before we uh blabbed about it dude i was ready to go, get... go ahead I was, I was ready to go live tonight but I like fired it up and then after you request to be able to go live, then you have to wait 24 hours. And I thought it was like 24 hours after you just had the account, which I've had the account for like a couple weeks now. So I have to wait. So next time we can go live. Wait on YouTube. You mean you, I thought it was only the first time because we streamed multiple times when we were gaming. Yeah. But I haven't, I, gone never live. I haven't gone live on the new account. I tested it out on a different account. Oh, wow. Our viewers will be disappointed. We, but. <laughs> yeah. 
I know. They were all they were all geared up, ready to tune in. <laughs> Though yeah. uh, you're gonna have to figure out if you're gonna lock it in, so I can know if uh, if I have to entertain them for 15 minutes if you're behind schedule. <laughs> oh, I can lock it in. <laughs> Going live at eight o'clock, five o'clock. <laughs> we probably won't have anyone for like a few months, but hey, it's okay. <laughs> well, based off Yana's reaction, we better have her every single time. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Our target audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you got to be careful. We can't spill all our secrets because our family members are going to be listening. <laughs> it's true. We'll never know. They're going to tap in. <laughs> I feel like this podcast is like, you could probably skip it and it honestly wouldn't matter too much. There are only a couple little pieces in there that were relevant to humanity. <laughs> yeah, unless we're doing a series at some yeah. point. Well, I feel like I would have had more stuff if I hadn't been sick, but I just did not have that much content and whatnot. Like, otherwise, it's like, oh, here's something interesting I saw, came across, you know, we can do a little bit more back and forth on things, but I was pretty, pretty uh, wasted. Yeah. It has been nice getting back into exercise, though, especially like out in the sun and stuff. Take my shirt off. I got my heart rate monitor on, got my shorts. And, dude, it's been nice. <laughs> I'm already a few shades darker than I was uh, a month ago. <laughs> yeah. I'll enjoy the cool weather while you can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once I get down to Texas, I'll, uh, I'll be it'll be very hot. But see, that's when it's like I can wake up, work out early in my garage, set up a whole deal. And, mm -hmm. uh, that'll be nice. <laughs> I'm so excited, dude. I have all these plans. and I'm like, I can't do anything. <laughs> but I was like, you know, it's I think the, the phrase that I used when talking with mom is that the uh, the pain of waiting the pain of patience um again this is relative to my personality but the pain of patience is better than the pain and stupidity of a wrong decision absolutely delayed gratification and sort of in a related way yeah yeah but i do keep wondering like why uh what's the lord's plan here because like as far as i could tell there's nothing uh uh, you know, what else am I supposed to be learning from this situation? <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, just sit there and be patient. Like, okay, yeah, I'm fine. Makes you wonder what, you know, Moses was doing for 40 years, you know, or however long he was away in Midian. And then, you know, 40 years in the desert, wandering around. It's like, David, before he was king, you know. But I feel like even David at least had some things to do. But at the same time, like, we're reading the highlights. Like, how many days do you think he spent in the cave just being like, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Actually, today's, um, I wonder if I can pull it up. Uh, May 13th, is it 10th? No, 13th, 10th. 10, um, my, oh, most for his highest. Today's, um, today's, um, 
my almost first highest thingy um, from Whitaker or Whitaker um, Oswald Chambers was actually pretty good. It was um, it's pretty short. So he the verses he referenced were Second Peter one five. Add faith, add to your faith virtue. Um, and then this is what he had to say about it. Add means that we have to do something. We are in danger of forgetting that we cannot do what God does and that God will not do what we can do. We cannot save nor sanctify ourselves. God does that. But God will not give us good habits or character, and he will not force us to walk correctly before him. We have to do all that ourselves. We must work out our own salvation, which God has worked in us. Add means that we must get into the habit of doing things, and in the initial stages, that is difficult. To take the initiative is to make a beginning, to instruct yourself in the way you must go. Beware of the tendency to ask the way when you know it perfectly well. Take the initiative. Stop hesitating. Take the first step. Be determined to act immediately in faith on what God says to you when he speaks, and never reconsider or change your initial decision. If you hesitate when God tells you to do something, you are being careless burning the grace in which you stand. Take the initiative yourself. Make a decision of your will right now and make it impossible to go back. Burn your bridges behind you saying, I will write that letter or I will pay that debt and then do it. Make it irrevocable. We have to get into the habit of carefully listening to God about everything, forming the habit of finding out what he says and heeding it. If when a crisis comes, we instinctively turn to God, we will know that the habit has been formed in us we have to take the initiative where we are, not where we have not yet been. I thought that was pretty cool. I was, I was like, well, that seems kind of applicable. <laughs> I mean, I'm All trying right. to take the initiative in some ways, but obviously in others, not a, not a super relevant. <laughs> so, sorry, I mean, not super relevant in some ways, and then in other ways, not. So it's kind of an interesting balance. But I really like that. I thought that was kind of cool. Ah, it's very cool. I think that well, one of the things that I did listen to today that I thought was a good point was, and it was relative to people that are, you know, struggling with, you know, either just having a hard day or feeling depressed or down or whatever, and you don't want to do, you know, the simple, the simple things, but it's important not to use how you're feeling as an excuse not to walk out your day or your year or whatever, how you otherwise normally would be it's even more important in those down times to take initiative and to take action and to force yourself to do all the little things that you don't want to do and not use your emotional or mental state as an excuse not to keep stepping forward because that's yeah. how you get past it. And that's how you grow. And that's how you become a better person is by in those moments, you know, doing all of, even if it's a mundane little thing, whatever, not, not using it as an excuse to, worsen your state of life yeah. or be inactive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel, I agree. Um, I think sometimes when it's hard is when you're super weighed down, like there's a balance because on the other side of it, when you're super weighed down with stress or even aspects of depression, like sometimes it's good to like take a minute and like, go play soccer or whatever, which is part of why I do it, or, you know, run around with soccer balls, play soccer is kind of relative right now, but, um, and, and like, so for instance, like, you know, 
my stress levels, like I, I, I'm typically someone who's pretty locked in and have been for, you know, majority of my life, but the last like little bit, you know, especially the last couple months, like I've been getting like super intense stress headaches, right? Like migraines make me noxious. And it's not something I'm even like, I keep saying like, it's not even something that I'm continuously processing or aware of. It just develops. And, and in those cases, you know, sitting in front of a computer and trying to focus on job applications isn't the solution. It's to go outside, kick a soccer ball, stake my head up, you know, open it up, which, it, which to be, you know, I think can tie into what you're saying relative to, you know, there's a difference right, between you that just, and sitting on a couch doing nothing, which yeah, has you, happened. <laughs> yeah, you don't use it to justify a vice. That's it. Yeah, that's, there you go. That yeah. was the main thing. Yeah. And that is very easy to do. Very easy. That's how a lot of people get into alcohol and, you know, get into, you know, start taking drugs or, you know, we'll even go to a doctor and get some helpful things, but then they start to rely on that with the crutch and become addicted to it. And that's how a lot of, I mean, for a lot of dudes, that's how they, you know, they'll get into porn. Like I'm stressed out and release. Right. And it's like, well, that's, you know, you're doubling, tripling, quadrupling X, the actual impact on your spirit. Um, right. So it's, uh, but yeah, no, I like that. It's don't use it as an excuse to engage in a vice. And for those that are uninitiated in ancient English, <laughs> vice, <laughs> vice is uh, something which is um, basically not good. It's not quite necessarily as hardcore as a sin, but it could, uh, it, that sin could be, it, it is part of a vice. <laughs> not everyone uh, reads the King James <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I figure most people know vice and virtue as that's opposites. true that's true I gotta figure out if I need to smoke these faster or talk less because uh, we planned for this to be about an hour-ish I think but I guess we can let it run to an hour and a half give or take yeah as far as I was, overall length. Yeah. What have you been doing for food? Do you start cooking yet? Uh, I mean, I didn't do anything like the past month and a half because I've been, I was trying to like keep my, I was in like very strict financial situation where I needed an exact amount for if I was going <clears> to <throat> buy a home in the price range I was in. So mm -hmm. I was just doing cheap, easy stuff, but I did just start a subscription to uh, a meal kit every week which one where they they give me that it's called every plate i think is the name okay. of it it's very similar to HelloFresh, just a little it's a little bit cheaper um and so i just got that last week and i haven't made any of the meals yet but i have all the raw ingredients in my fridge and i just have to cook it up it's pretty simple stuff but still requires yeah that's one of the things i'm going to try and do on the Saturdays is just make at least one stew or pot of something for dinners. <clears throat> Breakfast is usually pretty easy. It's like a few eggs and some sausage and then lunch, I'll mix it up with, you know, whatever things. And then dinners, yeah. it's nice just to be able to throw something in a bowl. Cause I don't like cooking in the evenings. Yeah, I don't either, but that's really, the and I always have I other have stuff I need to do. Yeah. Did I tell you I got a food saver, like a vacuum sealer? No. Yeah. So 
I order like most of my meat from Costco, right? And it's always like a lot, mm-hmm. which is fine. I can eat it, except, you know, if I get steaks or whatever, it's four or five steaks in a deal and I can't eat them fast enough before they go bad in the fridge, for instance. And so, and I've had that happen like with a few different types and whatnot to me, where it's like I end up having to throw some of it out because I couldn't get to it fast enough or whatever. So what I did is I got the vacuum sealer, which it was like 80 bucks or something. And it comes with the, some of the, you know, the, the bags and whatnot. And so I took each individual steak, vacuumed it. So now I have, you know, each individual steak is vacuumed. And then all of my like pot roast meat or whatever, I took like each section and like threw that in a bag. So now I have, I can, when I'm ready for a specific thing, I can pull out that specific thing instead of you know pulling the whole deal out and having some of it go bad potentially oh no. okay i see because i was going to ask I was like why don't you just throw it in the freezer without vacuum sealing it but if it comes in bulk you can't really do that because you've already opened it so yeah exactly do you really uh good. you should uh look at well i don't know how much you're spending on meat at costco but there are like i don't know if you've ever heard of good ranchers or even omaha steaks where you can yeah those ones are always get... more expensive okay well I, I mean Okay, I wasn't sure at, like what situation you were you were in and how much you were spending on meat a month, but you can lock in your price, which hedges against meat prices rising. So I wasn't sure if oh, you I looked see. into any of those sort of things. Yeah, yeah, I think I spend like fifteen hundred a month on meat, give or take. Um, but I'm just I mean, <laughs> okay, I was like, well, <laughs> no, I probably spend just on food. <clears throat> which is mostly meat. <laughs> uh, I, I probably spend usually maybe around 900 bucks, but like I'll loop kind of everything in that. Like that'll include if I go out to eat, that includes, you know, when I get, well, that includes like all food. Um, so, you know, that includes going out to eat and stuff. When I say go out to eat, I'll get like, you know, um, barbecue and stuff when I go to pick up my milk once a week, typically. Um, so, yeah. But, but yeah, Costco is pretty, pretty inexpensive comparative, comparatively. And it's decent. I mean, if you're spending like, like, if you're, okay, yeah. I mean, if you're spending like 400 a month on meat, then a subscription is going to be cheaper and you're probably getting higher quality meat. Well, yeah, but the volume isn't there. Like I would have to, to get the same amount of meat, I would have to order two to three times as much. Cause like I've well, looked maybe. at, I got, well, I mean, you know, I, I've, I've had a few subscriptions in the past, but it was just never enough meat relative to the cost. Gotcha. So, yeah. Uh, but when I get to Texas and I'll buy a whole freaking cow and throw it in the freezer, you just sit on your back porch and just shoot pigs. I was gonna do it. I, I mean, maybe not my first porch, but my second or third yeah. porches, a hundred percent, dude. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm I'm literally I'm gonna go hog hunting. I'm gonna you know, and for the people that don't know, they're feral hogs, and they're actually hugely disruptive to all aspects of agriculture and farming out in Texas. There's between, well, there's between. I think it's a estimated four to six million hogs, something like that. And in order to maintain the population, they would have to harvest 66% of like the yearly like litters and whatnot. 
and they're only harvesting like 29%. So the population is literally continuing to explode year over year. It's like rabbits in Australia. Yeah, it's an insane problem. And so just go out there to a farmer's land, they need them cleared off because they destroy the the ground and everything and the crops. Um, And they destroy the even cattle grazing because they root up the grass and it dies. Um, Anyway, go out there and harvest however many and, you know, take them to a butcher, butcher myself, whatever, and then throw it in the freezer and I'll literally have unlimited hog meat. And when I get my dog, high quality canine food. <laughs> Absolutely. And that yeah. is super expensive. I was looking at taking care of Connick Corsos and that sort of diet a month for a dog like that is hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month. And you're just getting scraps from like a local farmer or whatever, but it's yeah. still really expensive, but it's amazing what it does for your animal because their coat is really like, it's just so much better than anything else you can give them. <laughs> well, remember Ozzy, dude, when we got him, he was kind of sick and a little bit out of it and, you know, didn't have a lot of energy and we started feeding him, you know, scraps and, you know, food, not just scraps. We made little meals um, uh, from elk and cow and everything else we butchered and were eating and meat wise and you know took them maybe a month or two yeah, probably a couple months to, for his digestive system to get used to it compared to you know whatever dog garbage he was on um and but after that like his I mean, even sooner than that but his you know his energy exploded he was running all over the place super healthy and lived another uh, what he lived many many years after we got him from off of that diet in a healthy way. So, um, so yeah, uh, case in point. And, uh, but even, even being like, they've, uh, you know, she's got her dog food or whatever, but they've given, they'll give her like an egg or like give her some meat a little bit. And like, it's totally made her coat better than it was. Uh, I don't notice as much cause I'm, you know, I'm not there to see it, but they've, they've commented on it and well what do you think their ancestors were eating yeah did i I tell you about when we went camping and there was a dog that was 30 percent wolf maybe i can't remember though yeah so last time we were up camping there were these two girls and it turns out they drove up drove up from north carolina but they were just camping you know in in a little area away from us and they had three dogs um it was funny the dogs like had human names so it was madeline (laughs) um and Sawyer and Romeo, but <laughs> Sawyer was a 13 week old like puppy and he was 30% wolf and then Husky and like Malamute or something where the other mixes. And dude, he was so cool looking. He was already like howling. He was like, <laughs> and uh, he would like hide down and hunker down. And like he saw the great Pyrenees poodle mix, which is like a big dog, you know, which I mean, they're friends, right? But he saw him like kind of moving through the woods and he like hunkered down and wiggled his butt over so he could <laughs> on him. <laughs> and uh, it's funny because he would like awesome. take them both on and fight them. And they would just, the other one, the Romeo was like a, a purebred German shepherd. And so like Romeo would just like smash into him and like smash him into the ground. And he like, you know, and then like if they, <laughs> if they got him too much, he was like, oh, he start whining. And then his like, you know, his owner would be like, knock it off, get off of him. You know, but then he like immediately jump up and start attacking them. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I was like, dude, I want a 30% wolf dog. <laughs> totally. I want a hundred percent wolf dog. 
be pretty cool. I heard this pretty crazy dog story of um, there were um, I was just some people I know. Well, I know indirectly, but they were hiking and they had some sort of dog about Baron's size or thereabouts, just a small dog. And yeah, 40, one guy uh, was 30, 40 yeah, pounds. I think they were on a bike ride. Yeah. And one guy was like sort of behind anyway. And he heard like this, just this mad yelling in front of him. So he like sped up to figure out. And there were two like 110 pound dogs, like big dogs, just tearing this smaller dog up that had been with these bikers. And they had just come out of nowhere, like just out of the forest wow. along the trail and were attacking him mm-hmm. and like ripping him up. And the, <laughs> there were three guys and like, they like, they like fought the dogs off with the bikes Mm-hmm. And then to keep going, like the dogs followed them and were on either side stalking, trying to get at the smaller dog. And they had to have all three bikes around at the same time to keep the dogs from going in and attacking. If it was two bikes, they would go in and tr- go for the kill or whatever. So like they were, I don't know how long they had to go like that, but I think eventually they just took off. But like they, they followed them for a long time, like just on either side, just waiting when they could get in at the smaller dog and they had collars and stuff too, but it was like really weird, but it was just like this normal bike trail. And these two dogs just came out of nowhere and they were clearly hungry, but like they weren't scared at all of the three fully grown men or whatever. They were determined to get the smaller dog and make it a meal. Where was this? They're just in bed on one of the bike trails out. in. Oh, Huh. I wonder if they like got away from their owner and were just starving or like what? Yeah. And well, it made me think of Dwayne and how he's talking about, he talks about carrying a firearm around. He's like, these dogs get lost yeah. and they form packs in the woods and then they'll hunt, you know, they'll attack you and they'll hunt your pet down or whatever. And so it yeah. made me think of that because that must've been what happened. They got yeah away from their owners or something and they were hungry and they were big dogs and, they were just like wild animals it was crazy that is crazy um and yeah for those listening Dwayne, it's a youtube channel dry creek wrangling school and it's a badass channel like this dude is freaking awesome and when i say badass it's like cowboy wisdom and he sits there and talks to you and walks you through and some of it's him showing you how to do different things with your you know your because uh, he's a wrangler horse wrangler and so he'll, he'll, he's got stuff. He's got a school down in uh, Tennessee um, that just, just kicked off <clears throat> teaching people how to wrangle. But, um, but he sits down and talks about all kinds of different stuff and tells stories and kind of just uh, cowboy wisdom is probably the best uh, thing. And it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. It's like sitting and listening to your uh, grandpa tell cool stories. <laughs> but yeah, that's interesting. That's, yeah, that'd be scary. It's like part of me is like, oh, we got to go back, find the dogs and save them. <laughs> yeah. But they're probably, it's, I wouldn't be surprised if they're too far gone to really do much with. Something. Because like, even if you brought them back and like, you know, fed them and took care of them, they'd probably be loyal to you or whatever. Potentially they might take off, but you, you could never trust what they would do with another animal probably ever again. Yeah. Makes me think of Call of the Wild and White Fang. Yeah, Totally. <laughs> call of the man baby call of the wild man <laughs> yeah that's why you should have big dogs <laughs> yes i need my cane corso hey dude maybe dull, 
my Belgian Malinois. Yes, Malinois. Maybe I'll Malinois. Um, maybe I'll meet my wife with Bean though, because like I'll be with her and then we'll just go around town and I'll just see like uh, what happens. <laughs> yeah, I I mean that's a good good strategy. Dude, it totally happened. Dude, I, I walking around with Bean, I had at least one set of females be like, "Oh, can we pet her?" Blah blah blah. I was like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> It's like I did nothing but have this dog, and all of a sudden they're here. <laughs> did I ever tell you about? I think I did about when I was playing soccer on the mall, and this girl and I assume her mom were like walking their little puppy, um, and we were just—it it was like super. It was like we were taking a break, so we were just laying or sitting in the shade and whatnot, um, catching our breath and whatever. And we were just chilling, so we were like walking down the walkway. And this little puppy, it was like a gold, I think it was a golden retriever puppy, super cute. He was like, and then he decided he was like tired. So he came right over to me and plopped down on me. <laughs> he was like, I'm good with you now. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was pretty cute. Unfortunately, her mom was there and all the other people, so I couldn't really do anything about it. <laughs> I mean, you, man's got to do what a man's got to do. Yeah. Yeah, the guys were uh, giving me uh, giving me trouble over it though. <laughs> They're like, "Ooh, Britain, <laughs> what a cologne did you put on today?" Something. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, none. I'm playing soccer. <laughs> I gotta go buy a dog now. I'm telling you, man, just go get a regular dog. You know, a more regular dog, and just have the only two. thing I gotta. They do take a lot of work when they're super young and. I got to plan out like how I handle them, how I handle them at Frisbee, et cetera, which well, is doable. But it's Frisbee. What? Just bring them and take the leash and hook them up to the fence. Uh, I'm going to have as little leash time as possible with him. Well, I'm saying when they're young, obviously. If they're old enough, then they'll just, you know, you can teach them to stay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll look into Polly's. Maybe I'll get one from the same litter as uh, Dad and Rockin. Yeah. Although they probably are not, they're probably going to get something more inexpensive than I would. Though. Yeah. That was a big purge. <laughs> Good thing I tipped it away from myself. Mine didn't purge at all, so I guess it's a pretty good cigar. Nice. Yeah, this one needed a little bit just now. Is uh... Although maybe it'll purge later on. One of these days, I'll uh, I'm gonna singe my hair. <laughs> yeah. I found this place. I think I do. I can't quite figure out what I, exactly I want to do. Like it's super close. Like I'm really close to having it be the way I want it. You know, it doesn't look bad now, but it's not quite there. And so I think I'm gonna. I found this place. It's like bearded goats or something. And these dudes like started a you know barber shop and they've got a couple of them now. So I think I'm gonna go in and two of the three owners have like really solid beards and stuff. So it seems like they know what they're doing. They have good reviews. I'm going to go in there and be like, look, I need this, 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 this. Now please make it great. <laughs> and hopefully, uh, hopefully that kind of, cause like once I have it, I can kind of keep it in place. Cause I've got the trimmers and scissors and whatever, but I can't quite figure out the shape. Um, do you, so. uh, do you use any products to like make it full? Um, well, I mean, I use beard oil or beard balm, depending on 
what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but you know, that doesn't, that helps with shaping it a little bit. Um, and it helps with, you know, keeping it soft and keeping it healthy. Um, but it doesn't help with like, you know, it's not gonna, like, I want to know, should I shave my sideburns? Should I have just a strip? Should I, you know, take out this little bit in here? You know, just the shaping of it. I'm not sure about, I can't, can't quite figure out exactly what I want to do. Just got to start the unibrow next. Yeah. No, I trim that. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, it could happen. <laughs> I was talking with mom. We're talking about health stuff and whatnot. And, you know, she had some doctor or whatever, you know, basically say <clears throat> getting 30 minutes of sunlight, which is like a bare minimum, but getting 30 minutes of sunlight is an absolutely fundamental aspect of being healthy. It does getting that sunlight directly on your skin is just so important um, and so helpful in just health. It does so much for your body. And did you know, I mean, I knew this and I was telling mom, but um, did you, do you know how many people use and put on sunscreen as like part of their daily like skin routine skincare routine yeah dude literally people i've come across so many people that do it it blows my mind uh it's absolutely crazy and um, i don't understand why i I mean obviously i understand why socially and culturally we've got this baking of like you know sun burns you causes cancer you know whatever but it's really not that you know it's actually not that linear and one of the things from way back when, in one of the podcasts that I listened to, it was basically this guy and his wife, they live in Britain, I think it's somewhere in England. Um, but basically the research indicates, and they, they live this way, is that if you get, give or take 30 minutes of sun, or 15 to, I think it's at least 15, 15 to 30 minutes of sunlight in the morning, like around within an hour, on of sunrise basically like 50 minutes before sunrise to up to an hour after you get that early morning blue light on and 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 whatnot on your skin it actually starts triggering your body to prepare for sun in the day and so they never put on sunscreen and they can be out in the sun all day long because they start that trigger process they have that trigger process as part of their morning routine and basically you just get tan you don't burn I mean, I, you can burn, obviously, if you're just going to get yeah. stuck in the Sahara, right? But the point being is, like, in all likelihood, that's why most of our ancestors, it's not like our ancestors are dying from cancer 24-7. It's not like they're in sunscreen on. And that's a substantive part of it, um, I think, you know. And, yeah, I dude, I was like, I can't believe people put sunscreen on. It's like literally like, oh, time, you know, getting ready for the day, sunscreen. It's crazy. Uh, absolutely. Crazy. I know, like, I, I know it's a part, it's a, it's a big part of a lot of skin routines to keep your face clear of acne. So I know that's probably why a lot of people do it, but I'm sure it's related. But yeah, you're just blocking the good sun getting into your, getting on your skin and getting into your, into your skin. Yeah. So. Huh. I definitely don't get enough sun. Cause I go straight to work and then, I mean, I'm outside twice a week, but yeah, 
Yeah, it's hard to do. Sometimes more. Yep. That's well. That's the nice thing about summer. At least you can get a little bit more. <laughs> it's easy to get the sun. <laughs> a lot more. Um, in but, Texas, you uh, you won't be able to. You'll get. I'll, I'll get to put want. it to the test. <laughs> so I'll call you back. I was wrong. I'm burned to a crisp. Do you drink coffee every day? No. Okay. No. Um. And now I drink like barely any caffeine. Uh, I might do half and half, half caffeine, half decaf for a cup. Uh, Other than okay. that, I'll drink decaf just because caffeine just is so hard on my body. Um, Did you find that, I mean, well, two questions. Did, before you started drinking coffee, did you find that it was easier to wake up and be awake right away? And then now that you have drink coffee and you're drinking decaf, have you found decaf that tastes I have drink, found good that's drinkable. Yes, I have found good decaf. Uh, I get it from uh, Seven Weeks Coffee. Um, Anton is a good friend of mine. He uh, started Seven Weeks, and he's it's a very successful company now. He's gonna he's he's gonna be successful with it. They donate ten percent of profits to pregnancy assistant uh, facilities and things like that, um, pregnancy care centers, and basically, uh, so that's the decaf I drink. Um, it's a really high quality Ethiopian blend, um, free trade or direct trade, I think is what it's called. So the farmers in Ethiopia are getting paid maximum value. Um, so it's a really good deal, but, and obviously it's more expensive than buying a five pound bag at Costco or whatever, but you know, it's just me. So, you know, that would take me forever to get through anyway. Mm. Um, but, um, in general, so I think to be fair, I was and have been drinking energy drinks for a while uh, before I like was drinking coffee just because I enjoyed oh, it but yeah. I didn't realize too but I didn't realize there were, how much caffeine was in them until like maybe a year year and a half ago and I cut it way back and then I started drinking coffee so I still had enough of a break but it wasn't necessarily zero to 60 back to zero that being said I when I drink too much coffee you know which is relative, you know, because you can build out a little bit of immunity or, you know, not immunity, but a little bit of resistance to it. Um, I like for me, I just don't sleep well at night. And then over the last, you know, month or two ago or whatever, I definitely noticed I was like sleeping in, sleeping in, sleeping in. Since cutting it back this morning, I went to bed at 10 ish, I think, give or take. And I didn't sleep super great. I had like six grams of caffeine yesterday morning and a second cup of decaf. But uh, I woke up at, you know, so that might be related to maybe not sleeping super great. And plus there was some noise and whatever. But anyway, uh, I woke up at 540 ready to rock. And so, and I've, I've, that's happened multiple times now where the last week and a half, before, you know, when I was sick, it kind of threw it off. But I was waking up at six, quarter to six, no alarm, nothing. Um, and I would not be surprised if it's related. Yeah, because I heard someone who's gone off coffee, they mentioned that they've just been waking up a lot easier, yeah. which has always been something that has been hard for me. And I've been drinking coffee for every day since I was 12. So and I don't drink it every day all the time, but I've been thinking about maybe going off of it for the most part. Yeah. The other thing. 
you know, the other thing for me, so A, check out the, you know, sevenweekscoffee.com. Check out the, um, you know, check Link out the deal. in the description. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, they need to sponsor us. Um, yeah. And then... Um, Oh, one of the other things is like, for me, I associate coffee. I don't associate coffee with waking up because I've always woken up. Um, you know, I've always been an early morning person. And so for me, I associate coffee with like having a chill morning and like drinking it on a Saturday morning and just, you know, cause that's when I started drinking it originally. Cause I'd have it with like my, my cigar and stuff, which is like why I started drinking it. Um, and so for me, it's actually like a bad way to start my morning, bad being, again, relative, because for me, it's like this like monotone experience, like calming, chill, relaxed experience, as opposed to starting my day. All right, let's get the wheels rolling. We're you know off to the races here. So that's one of the other reasons I wanted to cut back just because I basically just not really drink it. Um, or if I do mostly decaf, because it's for me, it's like a slow start to my morning. And I, you know, I don't want to start Monday through Friday slow once in a while. This morning I had a cup of decaf with a cigar just because it was a beautiful morning. And I know this weekend is going to be rainy and whatnot. So I just took the, you know, I came outside and did my devotions and did a little bit of work um, while I was, you know, with a cigar and coffee or decaf. But, um, but yeah, it's like, I, you know, I won't do that tomorrow, for instance, um, and probably the rest of the week. Yeah. I might have done 50 50 this morning. I can't remember. How do you do 50 50? Do you just like use your AeroPress to make half and then half again? No, I measure in the grinder. So I, because I measure the how much I put in the grinder. Oh, so yeah, I, duh. I put the X amount of grinds and then the next step. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to try that. Yeah. Yeah. See what happens. You can be the. The new stat, the new data. I do love coffee, though. <laughs> I like good coffee, you know, once I acquired a taste for it and everything. But it's, uh, you know, can't have too many croissants or you get fat. Can't have too many. Well, I guess if it's good, if it's good wheat and everything, then it's fine, you know, um, and good, uh, good grain. <laughs> everything here is kind of garbage grain but um but yeah it's uh like anything too much probably isn't that good so it is amazing how many i i mean what 90 percent exaggerating obviously but you know what 90 percent of the world drinks coffee you know <laughs> it's insane yeah in america anyway america i meant america um everybody drinks coffee crazy yep Mom was telling me she's been like having a cup of tea in the morning instead of two cups of coffee. Um, so That's a, cup a good of idea. And then a cup of coffee. Yeah. Which like, I don't really I like, like tea, tea that much just because it's usually too watery, but good, good tea. Take your tea, throw it in, you know, whatever tea you're having, put some apple cider vinegar in there and then a dollop of honey. That is good. Cause that's like nice and strong flavors. Um, I really like that. Or ginger. I mean, yeah, you can do it with ginger. I just I love apple cider vinegar flavor. I mean, yeah, I do too. <laughs> I like put white ginger in there too. <laughs> just make a whole cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, 
It is 9.43. Very, very long episode. <laughs> um, we got into some good stuff. We had to warm up, get the kitty cat out of the way at the beginning. Yes. All right, dude. Well, thanks, everybody, uh, for if you tuned in. And uh, next week, we'll, we should, assuming nothing goes wrong, we'll uh, fire it up live for the first time on uh, the YouTube channel is Call of the Man. I don't know how hard it'll be to find because it'll be basically non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, once we get to a certain level, I'll start posting it in my social media and whatever. Um, and then uh, we'll go live at, uh, the plan is 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And uh, we'll try and keep it to about an hour and a half or so. And uh, we'll uh, keep rocking and rolling. All right, dude. Have a good uh, rest of your deal.